0: Hello, my name is Jack, uh, today we're going to be talking about a, a podcast that the Nameless Collective have recorded called Second Storytelling Canadian Media Portrayals of South Asians. Uh, the historical thinking concept that I chose to relate this uh, podcast with is historical perspective. Uh, my evidence for that is, uh, and I quote, the media's portrayal of South Asian community in the last little while. It feels like we're sucking grandpa's things. it feels like we're saying the same thing, or being seen as acting the same way for the Past actually hundred years. Um, my name is Sid, and I think Jack chose
1: historical perspective because uh, one of the points he made is that he said he was stuck in a groundhog day. I think what that means is that like everyone is just talking about the same thing over and over again. And, um, <laughs> Are
2: you good? Are you <laughs> okay? Um, my name is Zina I think why Jack chose cause and consequence and then used that piece of evidence was because, um, like Sid said, they keep talking about the same um the same events that have occurred throughout the years, but even their like um, their identity hasn't changed yet. It's still the same. Like nothing about them has changed, which is, which would be pretty irritating for South Asians. Um, my name is Akshia, and the reason why I think Jack chose um, historical perspective and with that evidence is because um, I thought that the historian has more of a better understanding about the topic and he He said that um, it felt like a Groundhog Day is mainly Meaning that like they've been staying the same way for like many years now after like um, comparing from like 100 years ago till now and so like they've been like staying in the same kind of um, actions being made I guess.
3: My name is Abrar and the reason that I think Jack chose to explore the historical thinking concept of cause and consequence is because, I mean of historical perspective, is because um, one of the reasons, one of the evidence that he gave us was um, that. The media portrayal of the South Asian community feels like they're stuck in a groundhog, a groundhog day for like over a hundred years, and I think he chose that evidence because um, the, the the person in the podcast is trying to tell us that um what it was like a hundred years ago. It still feels like that today because of all all the persecution that the Sikh community has been going through.
0: Uh, so essentially, everyone got it correct. Uh, the reason why I chose this evidence is because it ex. Explains how um, even though technology has changed from uh, like daily newspapers to um, news articles on the internet, um, nothing about their act, the way they're looked at has changed. Um, it's it's not done uh, saying who they are. Instead, it's still the same. European white men uh, making uh, putting words inside their uh, mouth. So, for my second evidence of a quote, for me when I was growing up, I felt I had to choose if I was a fundamentalist or moderate, and because of the <laughs> media narrative, I felt like I had to make a choice, which is a false choice.
2: Uh.
1: Um, my name is Sid and I did cause a consequence. And uh I no, he gave
2: a second evidence. So then I think why? No, I was just saying to her yet yeah, because we only have twenty minutes, it's already been forty minutes.
1: Okay, so um I think he chose this piece of evidence because it kind of showed like the media made it so that you had to either choose between a moderate or fundamentalist, and there was no like in between. You can't say unsure. And uh, I remember hearing, I remember hearing that. Uh, what?
2: Listen, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm just trying to read everything.
1: Um, and I got so confused. Okay, I'll start again. So my name is Sid. Okay. My name is Sid, and I think he chose evidence too, because I think the media made it so that you were either uh for, were forced to choose between a moderate or fundamentalist, and there was no like in between. And uh, I remember one of the podcasts, uh, one of the people in the podcast, the historians, said that uh, he went to school one day, and he was forced to choose between a moderate and a fundamentalist and show like um, how people, they were like kind of feeling that they were forced to choose between who they are.
2: Hey, um, I'm Zina. I feel like why Jack chose the second evidence is because, um, you know, they they were they were made, like they were kind of forced to choose between the two, between the fundamentalist or the moderate which wasn't fair because um it, which wasn't fair because they didn't have a chance to like um have, like they didn't have a chance to um <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. can you go <laughs> No, I mean okay, I something um with that piece of evidence of Jackie I think he chose a historical perspective because um because the historian he had like the understanding of the, the topic through like his own point of view and he connected it to his life in the past and how he how it affected him and his community so he said how it um he had to choose from being like a modernist sort or of fundamentalist. And so that affected him and his com and his like whole community. Because they have to like categorize their country their culture and their own like community and their identity. And that's how he like with his past he connected it to the topic.
3: Um I think that the way that Jack's evidence connects to um, the podcast is because when the person said that he- when he was younger in school he was he was asked to choose between being a, a modernist and a fundamentalist and and that um the media portrayal was like it was really bad in the time. And that like, you you were forced to choose between being a fundamentalist and a modernist modernist and it still affects the community today.
2: Okay, so as I was saying before, um they, because of how they were portrayed, throughout how South Asians were portrayed throughout the years, they felt like they they needed to go against their religion, because um, if they did uh, stand with them, they would they wouldn't um, be as respected.
0: Um, so the reason why I chose that um, piece of evidence to support my critical thinking concept is because it shows how. Um, Times haven't really changed. A hundred years ago, uh, you were either, say, religious or you weren't. There was no in-between, and you were forced to pick one side. And because of that, whatever side you chose, the other side was automatically seen as bad. And if you look at um, today, um, a lot of things uh, that we argue about, it's automatically, oh, uh, I agree with this side means a of don't uh, follow those ideals or those will be. Okay. Okay. So my
1: name is Sid, and uh, I chose cause and consequence, and uh, my evidence was the same as Jack's. Um, I felt that I had to choose between a moderate and fundamentalist while growing up.
2: <laughs> okay, well, same thing as Jack, I feel like um, You know, if they stood with their religion they would get they wouldn't be as respected and they just had they had maybe had the need to feel um to feel uh what's the word? To feel fit in, I guess. Same thing. It's the same thing that Jack's... Oh, okay.
3: So I think that Jack chose that particular piece of evidence because um, people a hundred years ago, they, they, they were persecuted, the sixth, and then they, today they still are being persecuted. And like the person in the podcast said that when he was in school, white kids used to come up to him and ask him to choose between being a fundamentalist and a modernist. And this is like an example of how, um, how the events happening in the world affected the community. And still is because people, they feel that like people in the C community, they feel like they have to, they have to like not be religious in order to like fit in the community.
2: Okay, so my name is Akshia and the reason why he chose this piece of evidence for cause and consequence, is because I thought that the cause was that like many of the, like the people have been like um, categorized to being either f- moderate or fundamentalist. And so, like, I thought some consequences were like, They have to now, like, I guess, like, categorize themselves into like, like one culture, like one identity, based on like different communities, and like they're just being marginalized, and it's like putting them in like a spectrum is what they said on the podcast, and it's just not accepted for like a culture that's in the community.
1: So uh, pretty much everyone got it right. I chose Cause and Consequence because um, I felt, well, I felt that um, uh, well, one of the people, first. Uh, <laughs>
3: okay,
1: so uh, I'm sorry, um,
0: it was Jack's turn instead of mine. Uh, now The reason why I think Sid chose that evidence <laughs> to support his historical thinking concept is because um, um, he stated that he was, he felt he was forced to make a decision on the spot, which is something you don't do with any uh, decision. But because of that, um, they might be forced into something they might not fully understand or comprehend, or they might just not agree with it entirely. But because um, that fear of being left out by everyone else or being turned on in an instant, or seen being seen as the bad guy, um, they're forced to stay with their decision, and they might regret it. Okay,
1: so uh, I chose cause and consequence, and uh, pretty much everyone got it right. Uh, I felt that in this podcast while I was watching, it felt like there's a line being drawn, and you were either this or this, and if, you're, like, if you didn't agree, then you were wrong, which is uh, it's uh, yeah, so I uh, I think that like the media, how it shows that you had to either choose between a fundamentalist and a moderate. And what I found interesting is that uh, Jack had the same evidence as me. So I think that like this whole podcast is more than one typical cool, uh, theme concept. And I think that uh, it applies to your sort of perspective. <laughs> okay, um, so. My second piece of evidence was that was uh, the Indian Khalistan movement and uh, one of the historians said uh, you were either a supporter of Khalistan or you were aligned with Canada so that was my second um
2: I think why Sid chose this is cuz um Bro, I don't know. <laughs>
1: okay, do you wanna restart?
2: <laughs> no, we're already thirteen minutes in, I'm not restarting. Do you guys wanna restart? Yes. Okay. I don't I don't you
1: know. Know we're not gonna
2: make it <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'm sorry, Miss Andrew <laughs> Can you re- can you say your evidence again? Okay,
1: I'll I'll share it again. I'm sorry.
2: Good.
1: So uh can you s- edit the audio.
2: I think, I don't know. Okay, just go.
1: So my first evidence was the consequence. So uh, what I said first, I felt that I had to choose between a moderate and fundamentalist when I was growing up. So uh, the re- the reason I felt this is that one of the historians said that uh, while I was growing up, I uh, someone asked me, are you a moderate or a fundamentalist? And he didn't know what to say at the moment. And he said something he didn't want to say, which I found was pretty interesting because he, it was when he was school. And uh, he's obviously grown a lot, and he still remembers that. So it shows how like, the media, it can say something you really don't want to say, and you might regret that decision for your life. So uh, kind of leaning back to what Jack says. So my second point was the Indian Khalistan movements. And one of the historians said that you were either a supporter of and or you were aligned with Canada.
2: Um, I thought that was cause and consequence of the evidence, because they're making, because like being asked that whether like you're supposed to choose from being Palestinian or a Canadian. Um, that's just like putting the people like on the spot and like making them choose sides, which is not what they have to do in like communities, and like. Yes. Okay, so I'm Zina. So I think that. um his evidence supports his um, sports cause and consequence because, um, like like she said, like you shouldn't be put on the spot to choose between two, two different um, like, uh, not yeah, two different like uh, nationalities. And um and that shouldn't be happening, especially in a country like Canada because it's so multicultural and um and it, that's how it's supposed to be so. That you shouldn't really be asking South Asians or anyone to choose between two different nationalities.
3: Um my name's Abrar and I feel like Sid's evidence for cause and consequence. Um the the thing he said was that people were asked to choose between being a fundamentalist and a modernist, and it's connected to his historical thinking concept because um people living in Canada, which is a multicultural society, and being asked yeah. about what their community might have been doing halfway across the world is very unfair because they weren't part of it and they have nothing to do with it. So why would they be asked about it?
0: So I believe that this evidence uh, does support um, this choice of historical thinking concept because it's very similar to the first piece of evidence he presented. Um, This time it's just with a bit of context. It's about nationality. But in reality,
2: um,
0: it's really just the same thing. You're forced to pick one side or the other because people are always...
2: Uh, so, my name is Zinat, and then for my historical thinking concept, I chose... Oh, my bad. Okay, whatever, who okay. cares? Um, for my historical thinking concept, I chose historical significance. And my first piece of evidence is... um, So, in 1990... 1990- in 1914, the whole Kamagato uh, Maru incident happened, where was, the boat was full of um, of British Indians, and the boat got turned around by the Canadian government. And um, and there's and there was also how there was a like cartoon made. There was like a I guess like a comic strip made for the whole event, and. Um, the like, they mentioned, and one of the historians, uh, Panit mentioned how in the cartoon there were text bubbles coming out of the British Indian's mouth, and it was like they were written in Creole or African, which is not their native language. So, like, so yeah, okay, okay. I don't. So, there, my name is Akshia, and the reason why I think Zina chose that evidence for historical perspective is because, um, this event that happened before that one of the um historians mentioned, like was very significant because it portrayed how like um, um, the narratives are like um, showing how like the voice projection is going on today where like um, journalists put a perspective on an entire community and they're not allowing to have any like nuance and like not having like the community talk for themselves or stuff, talk for themselves and like claim their history rather than having them do it.
3: Um, my name's Abara and I think that the reason Zina chose um the particular evidence that she set up with the Kumagaru Maru passengers, and like how they had um how the journalists at the time they said that those passengers wouldn't speak English and they speak like in like, in blurs. I think that um I think that she chose that because it. That, it was, uh, that event, the Kamadaroo Maru passengers arriving in Vancouver, it has its own historical significance?
0: I believe that the evidence does support the thought of historical significance because, um, especially the comments of, of how white Europeans put voices inside other people who didn't speak English <laughs> in any way, um, really just shows how. Like, people didn't really have any consideration of other people who weren't white. Um, and it just shows how much times have changed, whether it has gotten better or it has gotten worse, um, and what we can do to approve uh, uh, on it. Um,
1: so, I think Zenat chose historical significance, and I think his evidence does line with this topic, because uh, I think that uh, Jack said that uh, Europeans were like shoving opinions in uh, other people's mouths and uh, they only agreed with what they said and uh, it kind of made it so that uh, they only talked about what they thought was right and uh, if everything was not right or if what other people said that Europeans think was not right, then yeah, uh, it was
2: basically seen as wrong. Um, uh, so everyone had an idea of what I, what my analysis was. So yeah, like, um, even up until now, this whole uh, incident happened in nineteen fourteen. But yeah, there's still um, like, recently and like even in the present day, there, like, c- people that have no knowledge of South Asians are changing their identity and like kind of like coming in between their identity so people like won't really know what how South Asians are and where they come from. Um and like white Canadians thought it was fine to place false information about South Asians and de- deconstruct their identity. And this clearly affected them in past and still does in the present because now politicians like Jet Mead sing are trying to change their identity but it's but it's not being heard because so much uh so much uh change has already been put to it, then now it's harder to kind of like go through that change and really show how, show the South Asians identity. And then my second piece of evidence for historical significance is how um, Jagmeet, seeing a, a turning point for South Asians, he is sharing his personal views about the situations like on uh, the separatism in the media. And how Jagmeet Singh is a Sikh Indian politician who overly shares his views on difficult conversations with the media about caste and separation, even, even terrorism. Uh, I, my name is Akshia, and I think this piece of evidence uh, relates to historical significance because I think like Jagmeet Singh is like a person who like resulted in change towards like the Sikh community and like having them like share their stories and their actual history amongst like the people of Canada and he's just a good turning point towards like why um like like about the actual history and not having like white narratives um white people's narratives take over their actual parts of the history. Um,
3: and the reason that I think um, she chose that particular evidence was because um she said that Jagmeet Singh was um, asked about the Khalistan movement, and I feel like it's unfair because Jagmeet Singh has nothing to do with it, and he's been in Canada all his life, and like, he's just one of the people who represents the Sikh community.
0: Um, I agree with the yeah. connection between Meeting and uh, historical significance because he is what's going. He is going to bring about change. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. If you look at other matters in the world, and say um, uh, black lives matter, um, a lot of that change was due to really um, hard-spoken and uh, outspoken leaders like. Say Martin Luther King, I believe that He Singh is going to be one of those people who fight for um, another uh, nationality. Um, I think Zena's
1: point does, uh, does align with historical significance, because uh, uh, the fact that Germany was asked about the class movement is not really fair. Uh, kind of what Rar said because he has been living in Canada his whole life, and uh, just because he like kind of represents the Sikh community, it's not really good that he was asked uh, by the Khalistan movement, because he really does not have, does not have anything to do with the Palestinian movement. Yeah. and what he says can be like taken out of context and then taken used against him. So I think. Yeah. Um.
2: So they were right, especially. Um, especially actually um, so Jagmeet, Jagmeet is a Sikh Indian politician who is sharing his views. this like so this is impactful because the cycle the cycle in the media goes that brown people never have a voice, but now change is occurring and um, he is he's trying his best to make his voice heard. Um, he's clearing stereotypes about South Asians and giving them a chance to gain their own. Image in their own identity. Okay, okay so the historical thinking concept I chose was continuity changed change, and my evidence was talked about um, the Sikh riots in uh, nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty five, and what the uh, historians talked about is that how like the narratives from that on that time, um, um, which are, came from the present, they talked about how like none of the concept context made sense and we're only talking about terrorists and how like we are 35 years from 1984 and it should be a place to talk about genocide and massacres and to look back at the difficult times but like people are too afraid and there's pain in the community so that's the okay
3: so the reason I think that actually I chose the evidence was because um one of the parts in the podcast um Penit Singh he says that 1984 feels like yesterday. He refers to the, uh, he refers to the massacre of uh, 1984 as yesterday. And I think that it's related to what Axia said about the whole thing, about the massacre of Six and the
2: persecution that he went through. I'm um, oh, sorry, could you
0: please repeat which is
2: oh, Continuity.
0: Um, sorry um, um, that's the evidence for continuity and change because it shows how there's willingness and effort for things to get better, but there's not much action, in that place. Um, and that's what people like the are trying to accomplish. A lot of the Chinese have heard a lot of the thoughts uh, that have happened in the past that no one really took stand to um in the present day. Okay, so uh I agree with it change and
1: I it aligns with the evidence. Because I feel that uh, the fact that we still talk about the, the Sikh riots from 1904 shows that things are not been changing. And, uh, this goes back to Jackson yes. of uh, we're stuck in a groundhog day. It feels like we're talking about the same thing for since hundred years, and nothing has been changing. So that's what I think. Um,
2: I think her evidence fits well with continuity and change because um, they weren't allowed, like the Sikhs weren't allowed to speak up for themselves. Like no one, no one had like gave them a chance to kind of like clear out their name. And they just kind of, they closed the case and they finished it without get, gaining all perspectives. So everyone came up with like uh, a similar kind of idea. So um, this significant right created like borders towards the community, but like they had no voice or saying the narratives which are created to this day. The evidence I chose was relevant to continue change because it related to both guideposts 1 and 3. So... With the evidence I provided, the events were in order to bring it to the present day. In 1984, it was when the Sikhs' riots happened, the killing of Indra Gandhi because of one Sikh bodyguard. And due to the massacre, um, no one was like, no one was like, wanted to speak up for themselves, and they were too afraid to speak, uh, which is why they closed the case. And since then, from 35 years, um, since then the podcast made a set statement how they're 35 years we are 35 years from there, the history and has been no progress made uh, and they were um, expecting a time where they could talk about genocide massacres and to look back at the difficult times but people are afraid and there's still like, pain in the community this proves that there are the sequences of events to this evidence but it was, hasn't brought like, a good starting point to this topic of like the sea riots and It's much of a decline Okay, so actually no, no, no. okay so my second evidence so my second evidence was talked about like the Kamagata Maroons and how like the seats never got to talk about their story and the perspective of their history so like the historians mentioned like I found that the voice projections still go on today where the white journalists put our perspective on an entire community not allowing any new ones and how like it wasn't for like um, the 75th anniversary where they finally got some space and some time to actually talk about the uh, the history about the Kamgar Maroons and like start a conversation amongst like other people around the community.
3: Okay, so the reason I think that actually I traced that evidence about the common passengers, about how they arrived in Vancouver and how a white turtle just like, painted them um, saying that they didn't speak English, but the thing was that they were trained by British, by British officers and in English. And it, it just goes on to show that white European male journalists, they were taking over the media and they were putting up that portrayal of the South Asian community, even like a hundred years ago, and this still continues today.
0: Um, the reason why uh well, i think she chose that evidence to support her point is because it shows how um, back then... They didn't have their own voice. Um, it was other people uh, choosing what uh, they were going to say in the face of the media, and not, not really speaking the truth. But now, given to the day, it's becoming more open, and a lot more people are getting involved with the topic instead of uh, trying to stay away from it. Yeah becoming a lot more uh, transparent with what really
1: happened.
3: So,
0: um, I think you
1: chose this evidence because it shows that the Sikhs never got really to express their opinion until the 75th an- anniversary. And shows for so long that the Sikhs never really got to say what they thought. And instead, white journalists were uh, taking the opinion and like, kind of Making it seem like it was uh, the right opinion, and the Sikhs never got to truly say what they thought about the situation, and the right ju- journalists had like taken their opinion. So I think like now things have been changing now, but I think for like a very long time, Sikhs were not able to express their opinion. Um.
2: So all the way from 1989, South Asians were being vilified by the Canadian media, and the fact that it took them seventy years. To be able to speak about about the incident shows now it shows how um shows that um it shows that they're being they're afraid of being polarized over and over again and um the reason why this all continues is because of the cycle that the you know like how white Canadians just keep on changing their identity, changing South Asians identity and not letting them um speak about speak about their own. Uh, their own history. So you guys all had like the same kind of idea, which was good. And so I connected my evidence with guidepost three, how like it could be like a progress or decline can bring change over time in an event. And so with the evidence I found, um, um the Sikhs never got to talk about their Kama moons moons like from like. 1914 to like 1989 therefore uh during that time they didn't have a chance to like express themselves or like show like what they really were because they were too afraid to talk and that nobody would care once the journalist already placed their perspectives on them it was then on like night 1989, the 75th anniversary of the event, where everything kind of changed. People got the chance to have space and finally have their voices out to continue with their conversations on their like proper history of their past. This change helped impact many of the cities to finally get together with people and start the conversation of their actual perspective on the Kamagata Marines. This change was a positive slash progress to the understanding of the correct history of the Kamagata Marines from the actual people during that time. Therefore, it just continued to change as they were like, it was like a first progress from the history to like the present day.
3: Um. Okay, so my name is Ablar, and the historical thinking concept that I chose was causing consequence. And my first piece of evidence is the massacre of Siege in 1984, Okay. so 19 minutes and 44 seconds through the podcast. Um, and Singh thing says, the thing is, 1984, it feels like yesterday. And actually for a community that's being massacred by the media, um, do not, do, we do not have a chance to tell its story. And then because of the massacre in 1985, they closed the case on it because you had to pick a side. If you're if sympathetic to the victims of the genocide in Punjab, then you're a pro-Air India bombing or vice versa. So the issue for me now is that we're 35 years out of out from 1984. We should be in a place where we where we can look back and talk about stuff like genocide, based on the massacre, and even talk about some of the more difficult things, like the armed resistance and terrorism, and what's the difference between the
0: two. I think the virtue of this evidence is because shows how if you were to pick one side, you'd automatically be disregarding the other side um, through the eyes of the media, when in reality it's nothing like that. Um, Because of the media, everyone is forced to choose one side, even though both sides have the right to um, have sympathizers. Um, Both sides have their own um, thoughts, ideals that they want to get across and that's why they do the actions that they do. Um, Even if it's bad, um, they're always immune to this. Um,
2: so the reason why abroad chose this piece of evidence for cause and consequence is because since like the cause of how like the media portrayed them Mm. with like like a negative side on their history. Um, I thought that like the consequences were like how like it's been like thirty five years from like the past and like they still haven't got a chance to like start up an actual conversation about the history and they just weren't able to like talk about their actual history and this basically like puts a border between them and that's what I thought like as the multiple causes and consequences.
1: So um, I felt that our cause consequences. Mm-hmm because I think that because the media, how it was going, felt like uh, many communities weren't able to express their opinion. And uh, um, I think one of the historians would say around, uh, at some point, that we should be able to talk about uh, previous genocides and massacres. And I think that we've gotten to a point where we still can't talk about that. Okay, so
3: most of you were right, I mean all of you were right about why I chose the, the particular evidence that I gave you. And my next piece of evidence is the Khalistan Movement. 10 minutes and 25 seconds to the podcast, um, the guy in the podcast, someone other than Dhamit Singh, someone other than Paneet Singh says that you're either a Khalistan supporter or you were one of the good guys. So he's basically saying that you could basically be a bad guy by supporting Khalistan, or you were one of the good guys who they didn't support them?
2: Um, I think that this situation could go both ways because, you know, you, they shouldn't be forced to or pressured to choose between Khalistan and Canada. Because, you know, what if they wanted to choose Khalistan, but they couldn't because of how they were going to be... Uh, how they were going to be portrayed or how they were going to be respected. Uh, I think why he chose this evidence as cause and consequence because what's the cause that they made the movement of of Khalistan? I thought like many of the consequences include like um, more media portrays about the country and how like we had like Douglas Todd like talking about like like we got like the Sikhs like, side of the story, what about the Hindus? And like that kind of like gave like a wrong information about the part of
0: the store, part of the podcast. It's quite so prior piece of information. Is because it shows how the media can mislead a lot of things yeah. and how it can transform it's like taking things out of context. Really, that, That's what the media is doing, and that's why like, um, the original message hasn't really been heard until recently, when it's really been thought over. Okay, so uh, I
3: think uh,
1: Abra chose this evidence because I feel like um, many people, they were not able to express their opinion, and for a very long time you were still not able to access your feeling if you were a, a and, uh,
2: yeah,
3: okay, so I talked about um, the, the Khalistan movement, and the consequence that it resulted in was like
2: um, 10 minutes and 52 seconds
3: into the podcast, Vanit Singh talks about the consequence, he says, think about it, if you're not non-South Asian and you're hearing these narratives come over and over, all you're you're hearing is barbaric South Asians who are not changing, who are stuck in the way, and yeah, what happens as a consequence every time the issue at hand is every time a BS article is written about quote-unquote rising stick extremism, that's one less or however many meters less to entertain the massacre of what happened in 1984.